You are listening to a five-minute version of Words of Life, a message of hope from the Salvation Army. Welcome. Buckle up. This is reality TV at its finest. It would make the Kardashians look like the Brady Bunch. This story has it all. Mysterious death, deception, mistaken identity, hidden pregnancy, a woman condemned to be burned at the stake. You don't even have to turn on your television for this kind of drama. This is real-life reality, and it's all truth. Much of the culture that influences our lives today is dark. Secular podcasts that may be a little off, gossip, inspirational but unbiblical preachers. This is exactly where Tamar finds herself, in the middle of Judah's family tree. Her story is found in 2 Samuel 13. Judah has three sons, Er, Oren, and Shelah. Enter Tamar and an arranged marriage for Er. Before we go further, There's a sacred law that states that if a woman's husband dies and he has a brother, he was to marry her and conceive a child that would be the heir to his deceased brother. This was designed to help provide for women who were widows. Heir dies, not just dies, but he's an evil man and God kills him. Judah follows the law and gives Tamar Son number two, Onan. Onan was not happy about this. If there was no heir from either brother, there would be more of an inheritance for him. Onan made certain that he would not conceive intentionally. God saw this wicked behavior and kills him. The real loser now is Tamar, widowed twice, no children. But we must remember that God will always have a plan to bring beauty from ashes. Judah didn't know that he lost two sons because of their own wickedness. In his mind, the common denominator was Tamar. Remember, there's one more son. So Judah tells her to go home to Timnan and her family. And when son number three is old enough to marry, he will send for her. Judah lied. He had no intention of giving his third son, afraid he also might die. It appears that fear paralyzed Judah, causing him to do the wrong thing. Judah leaves Tamar in limbo. He didn't release her from his family, nor give her the husband she deserved. Tamar had no rights to search for a husband in another family. She returns home and waits as Judah requested. She realized that she was being dismissed, abused, and rejected by the very person who should be protecting her. She has three strikes against her. She's young, but not marriageable, barren, twice a widow. Her life is on pause. Years pass and Judah's wife dies. Son number three is grown up, 
but Tamer still has not been sent for in order to marry. Those years would have been shameful, lonely, and Tamar would have been treated as an outcast. Judah is planning a trip to Timnah for a time of celebration and sheep shearing. Tamar learns her father-in-law plans to attend the event. She knows no arrangement for son number three has been made to marry her. Enough! Tamar takes action. She removes her widow's clothes and dresses as a prostitute and goes and waits for Judah to enter the city. She tricks him into sleeping with her. Do these ends justify the means? Tamar's goal was to produce an heir for Judah's line and carry on the family name, and it would have given her financial security, but her plan now is turned to desperation. Desperation leads to deception. Deception leads to downfall. Tamar would deliver twins. One of these babies would be the fifth great-grandfather of King David, putting Tamar in the lineage of Christ. This is an example of how God can take ordinary human selfishness and create extraordinary abundance. Thanks for listening. To hear the full version of this week's episode, subscribe to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org.